Welcome back to the podcast. I'm here chilling with my homie, and we are celebrating his 25th, 25th, right? I'm old man now. 25 years here on this earth. I'm 26. I have 26 quarter, revolutions on this earth. But I'm going to be the best man in his wedding, and I wanted to introduce you all into our conversation and our thought process, processes on life. This man is engaged. Like I said, I'm going to be his best man. And we were talking about the difference between being single or being in a relationship and being engaged. Mm. What are the some changes in your relationship from that? I mean, I would say one of the reasons why I am engaged as I am you can at, take at, uh, at 25 is um, realizing that I have a whole life ahead of me and I've, I've been very privileged and very blessed to have some great people I come across. I came across Dan on some really weird, just random out of nowhere type things back in college. And and, and there was a bond that was built. And, you know, I'm, I came across Ruth, you know, my, my fiance, and a bond was built back then. Um, yeah. And I won't go too far into the details. I don't want to. No, we'll go into it. We'll go a, into it. So I actually wanted to touch on that. I know that, so John here, um, he's traveled quite a bit and you've moved quite a bit. I wanted you to share and open up your story about how you've traveled and you've met people in all sorts of different countries, right? And I'm saying this to you all, I'm introducing you all to this conversation because everywhere we go, uh, we're really surrounded by angels, through the form of friends. Doesn't matter what country. To, like, we are so taken care of. And it's so interesting when you put yourself in a new environment and how you attract the right type of people. And it almost seems like when we met, there was this, like, harmonious, like, alignment that happened where we're just like, oh, yeah, we're meant to, like, know began, each other. It all began with our mindset. I mean, our mindset was not as, um, it wasn't as pronounced and cultivated as it is now. But the mindset that we had was a seed and we saw the same seed in each other at the time a seed of potential of so growth. what is this mindset then it's it that is, draws people together it is it is a seed an idea of growth um abundance understanding intellectual you know being an intellect being someone who understands what's going on around them and just just being someone who who is knowledgeable and self-aware. Yeah, I think that's a good point. It really points to the fact that people are drawn to similar mindsets. And so you listening to this right now, ask yourself, are the people around you reflecting the mindset that you want to have, right? Because we were in an environment in college where everyone just wanted to get messed up, right? (laughs) And we were about that life. We were totally about that life, but we were also just like, how can we think long-term? It was, it was, I mean, we, we were troubled by the things that we saw around us also. We realized that maybe some of the things that we, like, we were a little bit, we were troubled by the people who were just there for the, for the moment. Yeah. So go into your story, like I said, about um, doing international boarding uh, school and just being displaced so many different well, times. Before, before, before I lose this thought, because I have a lot of thoughts right now, before I lose these, this thought, um, I will say that... Um, Sometimes when you're someone who is a little bit of ahead of your time or you think more openly or you've had more experiences, it is you, you want to surround yourself with those kinds of other people 
who can cultivate that mindset. At the same time, you have a responsibility to teach other people. Like, so my fiance, she is born and lived in Baltimore, and I took her on her first flight ever uh, two, three months ago. She does not have those experiences, but we, you know, we, yeah. we connect. And so, you know, it's our job, and we connect with other people because we are able to teach them things. When you're able to teach someone things and be able to connect with someone, find and learn things from them that you have not been able to experience, it's a beautiful thing. Yeah. And but, that's, the, yeah, yeah, I don't want to cut you off, but I do want to say, like, I think that's where the fulfillment comes from. That's when you know you've really reached a certain level when not only can you digest the insight and lesson, but you can help someone else and you can open teach someone mind. else open and their, open their mind, open right? their spirit, open, I mean, open different spiritually, socially, um, emotionally, you can open them up to all kinds of different yeah. experiences. And I do want to say John knows many people, <laughs> right? This man had a party yesterday, last minute invited a bunch of people. They all pulled up and that shows like their commitment to you and like how much they love you. But it also shows you like, um, like you were talking about the mindset. So yesterday, yeah, we were having fun. We were letting go. We were, we were letting loose. Not everyone invests in like, but there was a lot of different conversations, not just about escaping the moment, but like diversity. Yeah. There's diversity around growth, everything, everything growing in different aspects. Yeah, exactly. Right. Whether it was socially just like, oh yeah, I like to do this to take care of myself. Or I like to do, I like to invest in this stock or I like to, uh, play with the markets in this way. Right, uh, but go into your story because so I think it's impactful. I'll, I'll give a brief, a brief synopsis. All right, so and and I I don't think of this as anything special because the people that I've met have been through so much more and been to so many more places. Like I've I've had a friend who's been to, who's traveled and not been able to have a home because she, um, she every single year of of her of her she's been to seven different countries in seven different years, and she went to school there. You know, one country, she's, she, 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 you know, so, so I'm saying that I'm just going to share my story, but I've met people who are beyond me. So when I was, you know, I left Uganda, I, I was born in Uganda, I left Uganda when I was six, I came to America, I lived in little old um, Wheaton, Maryland, um, and then I moved to Montgomery County, Maryland, much nicer place, better school system. So my dad moved me there, um, wanted me to be more educated, and then, you know, I, I was there from from the age of, I moved to Wheaton when I was six, moved to Montgomery County when I was seven, seven to 14. Um, I was in Montgomery, I was Montgomery County, Maryland. Uh, and then 14, all of a sudden, my dad said, we're moving to Ethiopia. Hmm. And I mean, I actually had, this is not something I say easily, but I, I, sh- I had shed tears because I, moving is not an easy thing, especially from... I mean, people who move from cities and states, you you know you 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 resonate with that, you vibe with that because it's like it's it's not an easy thing to move, whether it's a city or a state or whether it's a country. Like it's all all the same. It's not easy to move and meet different people and stuff like that. So I'm going to a new country, to a thorough country, and I lived a good life there. I was I was my my father was paid well there, and so I I got I got to live as a very I, I I didn't have privileges, and I didn't I didn't get to use money recklessly. But I was able to see how wealthier people lived alongside very poor people, 
Um, and it's really tragic when, you know, you go into the best school in the country and then you walk around and you have so much empathy. And there's a beggar in the street. She has her kid and she's and there's like beggars, you know, there's beggars, there's other people around. And, you know, you're like, ha, this world is just, is just so many people struggling and in pain. But, you know, but they're still trying to figure out how to create their own success and wealth and and at least or in some cases just survive. Um, yeah. So, you know, so, you know, being there, um, I was there four years um, while I was there, I was an athlete. Um, I got to travel internationally and do basketball, volleyball, and track um, international competitions in Zambia, Uganda, where I was born. I got to go back there for the first time in like uh, over a decade and a half. Uh, Tanzania, I got to, I missed out on going to South Africa. That's one of my greatest regrets. Um, but, uh, you know, I got to travel internationally for sports and things and see other lifestyles. And I also have not been able to see much of Europe. I only went to London. That's the only European country I haven't been that I that I had been to. And I, I have many European friends. All my friends in, in that school, they were from different places. They were from every every two people was from a different country. And it's it's really interesting because when you when you grow up and you go to school where you know everyone in school is from America. And there's that one Indian guy. Or there's that one African guy, the two African guys, or there's a, there's, there's a bunch of people. From, but like when everyone is different, you have to figure out like no, you can't bond because of the country we're from. You have to bond because of personalities, um, mindsets. You know, it goes beyond just this is the country I'm from. And so it's a really interesting and curious thing to be in that kind of environment because not because we're in that environment because we all, every single one of us. Um, in that school, we were uprooted from being able to be in a place where we just we're just having some friends and just and our parents said, you know what, forget it. We're gonna just take you away from what you know and what you feel comfortable about, and we're gonna make you uncomfortable. And so mm-hmm. when you get uncomfortable, you're able to see a, a few more things and experience some more things and learn some more things. Yeah, and so moving was. I mean, in some ways, like you said, you shed tears, kind of traumatic. Looking back, I think when we look at the painful moments in our life, they're also the moments where we are the most grateful for because we're just like, I actually grew the most because of this. I mean, can you imagine you listening to this right now, being 14 years old, knowing, feeling secure? I mean, just feeling at home where you are and then moving to another continent. Another continent. Another continent, bro. Not not even like another state or county, but like a, literally another continent. Like but your whole world changes. Your world changes, but also, I mean, I also empathize with just some people. They're not like they're they. My fiance, she lived and grew up in Baltimore, and but there's there's a certain there's a certain difficulty with just moving in general. Moving, like, well, if if I move from Maryland to Texas. It's, it's almost like another continent in the way... I mean, there's diversity everywhere. Yeah. And there's, and there's just... And so just... So, yeah. Yeah. No, just, you're right. Um, what are some benefits that are... What are some lessons that you learned from just being able to pivot all the time and transition? Um, and we'll go into like career in a bit. 
because there's a lot of transitions and majors, even in my life where I thought I wanted to do uh, pursue the medical career, but it was just because it was implanted into me by my family. It's not really so much what I was passionate about, but just like transitioning, right? So like transitioning, that, that moment of transition, I feel like a lot of people are in right now or people want to do, people want to explore. But I think that we, uh, the, we don't really think about, we overlook the shift of transition because I'm in the transition point right now, you know, like I'm transitioning here. So like, what are some things about transitioning that you can help people with? Whether it's transitioning into a relationship or out of a relationship, but just the feeling of going into the unknown. And, and I'm, I'm actually, I haven't really thought about it. I, I haven't really, I was, I had, I have an idea and a thought and experience, many experiences. And I will share this. I was born in Uganda. I moved to America. I, we spent like a, a couple of weeks in England before we came. And so, you know, I'm a little six year old. I thought I could just go play outside. Um, and I, and when we, when you arrive there off the airplane, I'm like, oh, I'm going, I, I went, I, I went straight downstairs to walk out the door. And my dad came young at me, like, where are you going? I said, I'm just going to play outside. He said, you can't do that here. So, you know, one of the things, and, and so, and then after that, we're in America. And I realized that I'm not this, I can't just do the same things. You know, life is different. Things are different, you know. And I didn't understand that as a kid. I'm like, I thought I'm supposed to just be free. Um, and, wow. you know, just experience things. But I will say this. When, as be, being someone who was born and cultured in an African household, um, in another household, and then I went to America, and then when I came to Ethiopia, a year after I was in Ethiopia, I realized that even though I'm African, I had really, my mind had really opened up because I had a lot of perceptions that were implanted in me um, about Africa that were actually unrealistic and inaccurate. Um, I had a lot of perceptions that were implanted in me about America mm. before I came to America that were some true, some were actually misleading. And so when you get to experience something new, it really opens up your own mind and your own perspective, whether it's a new country, whether it's yeah. a new food, whether it's a new type of YouTube video. Like all of a sudden you stop watching a certain YouTube video, you decided to start watching a different type of channel right. on YouTube. Like when you learn about news and, and this and, and also in my relationship, I learned about a lot of the benefits and a lot of things that comes with, you know, living in the same place for your entire life and there's a lot of beautiful things that come from it so with new experiences new people um with opening yourself up to all kinds of st stimulation this is uh, this actually at the, this I, I, I watched an anime which is about someone who over hundreds of years um received stimulation like they they began as they were some i won't go too deep into it but stimulation every single experience you have is a stimulant to help you learn and to help you grow. And so moving from one country to another, stimulant. stimulant. And I was able to advance my mindset and thinking and analysis and growth because I received stimulation, you know, to, you, you need stimulation to grow. And this is why, you know, many successful people, they, they are successful because they receive a lot of stimulation, a lot of, a lot of struggles. They went through a lot of things. They saw 
many people who did not accept their mindset or their behaviors or because they just said, oh, you're just supposed to work this job for the rest of your life, try and have some money to retire and just, and that's it. So stimulation is a big reason why, you know, yeah. a lot of people grow. And, but it's also the perception of that stimulation that's beneficial and valuable, mm-hmm. right? So how do we perceive a stress to be, oh yeah, this is for my growth, and, yeah. right? Because you're thrown into a whole new environment. You can easily go the other way. Like when we, so we met in college, right? That college was very whitewashed. I'm Asian American. He's obviously I mean, African, was, as he said, 90% white. The, 90% white. They, were, they gave me more money to go to that college because I was going to provide simulation for the people there. Right. Right. But what I'm saying is like, it's easy to be thrown into an environment where you're uncomfortable and just say, I'm uncomfortable rather than this is a good catalyst or stimulant for growth. Yes. So how do you be, how do you, how did you become growth oriented? Did you train yourself to be that way? Or was that conscious decision? Like, okay, there's no reason to be in victim mentality. Like, how did you make that pivot? Because I think for me, it was very, I think it was conscious. I don't think there was anything in me that said, oh, yeah, we're going to be successful or rich. I had to train myself to think that way. Yeah. I mean, at the end of the day, it's this. I went so when I when I talk about my international school, every single person was from a different country. You know, it was it was there were 700 people, 800 people in the school, K through 12, actually. Um, And, you know, 30 percent, 30, 40 percent were American. 30, 40 percent was Ethiopian and then every other person was from a different country in the entire world so there was all kinds of that but their trajectory in life many people there they had taken a trajectory that would lead to their failure and many people there had taken the stimulation and taken a trajectory that led to their greater success beyond any success that their families had ever seen and so it's not, I mean, it's not even just about our experiences. It's about how, we, like you said, it's how, we, it's how we perceive that the word perception. And, and so for me, it's, it's been, I mean, I've, I've, when I was a kid, I was exposed to some very, you know, four or five years old, I was exposed to some very, very different things. Every Ugandan, every, every Ugandan, they see the poverty that's around them, but you perceive it differently. I perceived it as, wow, I wish I could do something to help the world. Um, And so, you know, I cultivated myself and, you know, from a child to be able to be someone who tries to tries to tries to help people and tries to figure out ways. And through different pains and different struggles, we see, you know, we're able to perceive that sometimes it's hard. Things are really, really hard. But, you know, um, you're able to you're able to try and see. All right, am I going to become better in this moment or am I going to be able to help people? Piggybacking off of that whole perception outlook on the way we see things is the way that we either grow or the way we kind of stumble and stay stuck. Let's go to, do you want to touch on career and finances or relationships first? Um, Because those are the two main categories I want to hit in this next segment we had to take a little break here well we can go into finance well we'll we'll, we'll do a little bit of a circumvented route um hit the finances and then go into the relationship because the relationship is definitely a, a lot more relatable and yeah 
and uh, so we'll finish strong. Oops, that'll that'll be the that'll be the dessert round. So finances. This man, we talked last night. It came out when you were a little late. <laughs> came out that this man did uh, did some trading and in a very short amount of time turned a little amount into one hundred fifty thousand dollars. Yeah, he turned one k to one hundred fifty k. So, I wanted to make this less about how to trade and more about just like how to take control over your finances and how to be in the best spot financially. Well, um, I won't go into the dark details that came after I told about that, but essentially what happened was I was in a tough spot, and it wasn't that I turned one k to one hundred fifty k. What happened was. I have been into trading and I have been learning about this for years and I've been passionate about it because I saw potential in it for my own growth. And I said, you know what? This is what I tell people. I tell people, don't be as reckless and crazy as I was because I actually, I failed a lot until I succeeded. You saw the 1K to 150K, but you didn't see that summer I made 4K and I was crazy. I was stupid. I was buying the pump and dumps and I was the one who got dumped on. Um, and I lost, you know, some of the money I made that summer for my internship, you know, what I'm talking about is, you know, it's just the mindset that, you know, you invest wisely, you put your money in wisely, intelligently, you learn from someone who's better than you. At the same time, while I was doing all that, I was learning from people who are multimillionaires, you know, um, the, the guy who I learned much of what I knew from, and I don't have a direct connection with him. Because he has so many people that he's teaching and is so knowledgeable. You know, he made over, on GameStop, he had made over a quarter of a billion. And so now my, my, my mindset goes from, all right, cool. It's nice to have a $1,000 profit. It's nice to have a couple of hundred. Like, my mindset goes like, yes, if he can do it, I can do it too. And that's the mindset a lot of people need to have. It is, if someone can do it, I can also do it. And when you have that mindset of someone can do it, I can also do it, you start elevating yourself. You start going into a place where, okay, if some guy, and not, not even just stocks, I also trade you know, Forex, I trade options, I trade currencies because I said other people can do it, I'm going to educate myself. At the very least, educate. Because the one thing that cannot be taken away from you is what you learn. You learn, mm. as you go through the process of things, you learn things. And as you learn things, you become more intelligent. You're stimulated. You're stimulated. And then your stimulation brings new realizations, new experiences. And what I want to say is basically, you know, I have over five, 6,000 hours in trading experiences. But it wasn't until our, you know, it wasn't. And I was doing it quietly. So because I knew other people would perceive it um, incorrectly from seeing my failures. And then when the successes happen, people perceive the successes differently. They're like, oh, this man got lucky, you know. So with that said, it's there is a lot of things to be noticed about, you know, how you carry yourself, how you work hard, how you take everything that you learn from other people who are better than you. And you use that to be able to help advance yourself and to achieve more. Now, I'm not, I'm not, I, I, I hope I make a quarter of a billion in a year. That's great. And I hope that, and I also hope do I do it quietly because, you know, there's a lot of people who, who are, you know, looking at that and thinking you're lucky, but you know, it's a lot of time, but my mindset is, yeah, I've never seen a million yet, but 
my mindset is I know I can see it. I've seen someone who analyzed and worked hard and was able to see it from their education, the knowledge, and the stimulation they received. And now I'm thinking, this is something I can do in my future. And if I don't achieve it, cool, I fall short of the moon. But I, well, it was, I fall short of the stars, but at least I get the moon, right? Yeah. So powerful things you just said. A lot, a lot to unpack there. Number one is I want to interject and add this. Um, wherever you are with finances or happiness, just feel into that and think about what you deserve. And then 10x that. Powerful, right? You think that 2000 a month is great? 4000 a month is great? 10x it to 40000 50000 and it's it this finances are a sticky subject when it comes to the spiritual realm but it shouldn't be because for us to be spiritual means for us to leverage insight and inspiration and to understand this world better and have a higher perspective so that we can ground ourselves here and make the most fulfilling life possible because as we said before Fulfillment doesn't come just from building up our own consciousness and building our own empires, but reaching other people, right? So the more money that you have, the more that you can reach people. Now, one thing that you said that really struck me is staying quiet, being humble, right? I don't talk a lot about my TikTok account. Actually, yesterday was the first time in a social gathering I even showed my TikTok account, right? And I only did it because I understood people were on the same wavelength. And, and showing it would actually help them. But I never flex it. So what, because I think a lot of us, especially you and I, um, who have this like gene in us to be successful, honestly, um, that sounds a little prideful, but um, we do a lot of right things, quote unquote, unconsciously. So like, what is the conscious reason for staying quiet and like not showing people the grind? Well, it's, it's like this. So <clears throat> I had seen some success uh, last year. And when I saw that success, I I was, I mean, I was quiet in a different way, but I was also loud. And being humble is something that is able to cultivate and help your own relationship with your partner, with your family. Um, when it's, it's like this. When, some people, when they see success... They see some money, you know. You see, you, you see, you see twenty thousand um, dollars, and you're like, "Wow, I'm better than everyone else." But it's important to understand that there's, and and then you you want to go out and buy, you know, put in, get a new car, no, you know, you, you you know, get a new laptop, you know, go to all these restaurants, and like you see some money, but there's other people who are way more successful than you, who are not doing a lot of the things that you're doing like they have more success but they're not going to the fancy restaurants they're not buying all the cars they're not i mean everyone has their i will say everyone has something that they are that, that they're they're they assess over maybe it's a maybe it's bags you know handbags maybe it's shoes for me it's cars um i definitely watch and enjoy watching a lot of cars everyone has a passion that they like and, and you know it needs to be financed um, but I will say, you know, it's, it's really important to, it's really important to be humble and quiet because you can lose and you have to understand that a lot of the things that we have, they can be taken from us very easily and very quickly. 
they have been taken from other people. You know, COVID took everyone's life away. Yeah. Million, how many hundreds of millions? I mean, what? Billions. Like the entire globe was affected. Everything was taken from everyone. Rights, privileges to walk around outside, privileges to show your face without a face mask. Um, you know, like things were taken from you. And so you have to understand and be humble because, yeah, cool. Life is great now. But there's the potential that life will not be great later on. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah. And I, I want to say this. What you're also saying is if you show off, I've made it. And you're kind of saying to the universe, God, whatever, I'm content here. I'm so content. I'm going to flex. I'm going to show people, oh, yeah, you need to be on my level. So what you're saying is this is it and there's no more room for growth. You're pretty much capping your experience for growth at that point yeah. because you're saying, oh, I've made it. Like the, the more quiet you stay, the more humble you are, the more your, 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 the higher your ceiling is because you're saying, no, I'm not there yet. I want to grind. I want to grind. I want to grind. And I'm not saying that this uh, we're, we're on the hamster wheel of chasing happiness. What, we're, what I'm saying is that uh, when you're passionate about something, whether it's trading, TikTok, singing, the joy is in the craftsmanship, not so much in the accolades. And so when your joy is in the craftsmanship itself, that's when everything starts to come to you. And if, if, you, if you become obsessed and self, you know, just, just if, if you become obsessed and too busy thinking about, damn, this is what I have achieved, you stop achieving. And if anything, it makes you a worse person. And this is one of the things that I, I, I said, damn, I made a lot of money that, that one month that I was able to see a lot of success and I had to lock it away. I realized months later that, John, you became a different person because you saw all that success. You saw that. And so, and so you sort of change. And so, but if you're able to revert from the mindset and the self-love, it's not self-love. It's it's sort of an it's an addiction it's it's it's, it's an addictive it's like damn I'm great I'm the best, and so if you're able to humble yourself and humble is such an underrated word it's the it's if one of the most powerful things you can do is be successful and humble yourself because you realize yes I can walk into a store and buy anything I want but I can also affect someone else like I, I have I have that power like so it's 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 a very it's a very very just very powerful thing to 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 be able to see success after a lot of struggle a lot of darkness a lot of pain and then you enjoy the success and then all of a sudden you realize I've changed because not because of the success but because of how I perceive the success mm-hmm. and how I use the success. Yeah, yeah. You know, you're at the bottom, and at the bottom you say, I don't want to help everyone. Now that you have the power to help people, you start to think, wait a minute. But also at the same time, it's... It, we're going to go back to the accolades thing. So this is all I was talking about, the accolades. Now, it's in the love of the grind. If you continue pushing and understanding that there's going to be more accolades that come, you will be able to achieve more instead of being obsessed over your current accolades just because you're better than a couple people that you know. Like, you don't know the other people who achieved way, way more. 
but you're so happy and content with the current what you've achieved so far that you cap your growth, like Dan said, and you're unable to achieve more. Now, another thing is, like I said, you can you have the ability to lose everything, and there have, there have been plenty of millionaires who have lost everything in their businesses, and then they come back again because their mindset, not because their luck. Now, yeah, they have connections. But there are also other people who don't have connections. But their mindset allowed them to come back from the gutter. You make it to the top, you drop back down, and then you make it back to the top again. Not because... I mean, yes, you've met a lot of people who are willing to help you because they understand your mindset. But your mindset really dictates... And it's not about having a mindset. You're not, you're not born with a mindset. You cultivate it. It's grown. It's like a plant. It's a seed. And so you have to be conscious about that. You know, when you start acting reckless because you just see a little bit of success, you realize that the, that the, that the fruits of your tree are currently going rotten. And so, you know, you need a fall where, and, a, and, and a winter yeah. where, the, where, where, the, where the plants start withering away and you start losing all that you have, all the sweetness that you have created. And then back in the spring and the summer, it comes back again. Yeah. That, wow, I'm going to treasure what I have and what I've created now. And I'm going to be able to use it much more fruitfully. Yeah. And feed more animals with it. Yeah. In a metaphorical sense. No, that's beautiful. I think a lot of us get so caught up in the dark seasons and we're like, this is here forever. When really it's it makes us more appreciative and present when we are doing well. Because we've, we've been down bad. Um, we're speaking about humility here. One thing that really humbles us is having a girlfriend and having a partner, mm. right? I was listening to this one dude speak and he uh, was talking about when he signed his first million dollar deal and he came home, he told his wife and she was like, okay, um, but can you take out the trash? <laughs> I relate too hard to that. I'm like, damn, babe, you're really, you, you're really talking about trash right now and I'm trying to create success? Yeah, right? I'm trying to create success for myself, my future family, and my generation. It's just like, yeah, but you still need to take the trash. You still need to do the dishes. Yeah, you, you but that's the beautiful thing about it. But that's the beautiful thing about relationships, also, man. It also helps you become better, too. Yeah. So we'll go into that. Um, my man put a ring on it. Um, so final questions for you is how'd you know? I think a lot of people here listening are, are looking for that one. Um, obviously, you brought yourself to a point where you could maintain a healthy relationship. So you were the one for yourself too. But in terms of just finding a partner and solidifying your uh, your confidence in the person, like how'd you know? Oof, this is the big one. And this is the big one. This, we might end on this one. I'm, so, I'm sorry to break a lot of your hearts. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm sorry to mess up your expectations, but at the end of the day, the only way you will have a successful and happy relationship is if you meet someone and you say, I said, I am willing to grow with this person. And she also says, I am willing to grow with you. Yeah. And growth, it can be negative. There can be negative growth, but as long as... As long as, yeah, it was bad this time, but I know where I'm growing towards too. As long as you under, as long as there's a mutual understanding that I understand you're going to struggle. I understand I'm going to struggle. I understand I'm going to be weak. I have temptations. 
I have, you know, problems, um, but I will grow with you. Now, with that said, there are things we can do and there are things that we must do um, to respect the person that we're with, to be able to, you know, I mean, as, as you know, respect the person that you're with to avoid temptations and desires. But that's we can we can go into a philosophical, biblical, I mean, any religious text about, you know, avoiding your desires, but and desires or temptations and stuff like that. But at the end of the day, you realize. So for me, I realize that I've grown with this person, actually. So I had grown with the person I had grown with Ruth. I had grown with my fiance and the growth was so immense over the time that we were together. And I realized this person is willing to grow with me through life. You're not the same that you were when you were 10 years old. You're not the same when you are when you're 20. You're not the same when you're when you're 30, 40, 50, or 60. And the only way your relationship will really be successful, and this is what I told, um, I told my, my uncle and my aunt, my mother and my father, I said, this person is going to grow with me, not just, not just um, emotionally. Yeah, she loves me, and I expect the love to grow, but also spiritually. She will grow, like, she will learn. You know, at, at, at the end of the day, it all goes back to learning, being open-minded, and growth. Mm-hmm. They will grow with me in every aspect. Yeah, I think a lot of people forget that what a relationship is at the end of the day is an unwritten contract and there's terms and conditions and if you're listening to listening to this still um, i trust that you are uh and you are wanting a relationship desiring one or you're in one then you need to ask yourself what are the terms and conditions of the one that i really want right for me and diana we had a very serious talk and when i said no it's gonna be growth and so when it came to, okay, should we see each other or should I invest this money into the stock, into the cryptocurrency and turn 1000 to 5000 it was clear that, okay, no, finances are more important right now because our operating principle is growth. We want growth. And right now, financial growth is more important. But now that we are grown financially, now we can invest, you know, we pivot into other places. And I will say also, finances are something that destroys many marriages and relationships. Yeah. Unfortunately, but that's the fact. It is fact. It's the number one reason for failure. Yeah. I mean, you know, people divorce over finances. People, div- people like, you know, and, and, and we're not talking about the rich. We're talking about like, you know, just, you know, damn, you, you know, you have, you, some people, they have a gambling problem and their gambling problem restricts their relationships or they... Or they, they have a certain way of life and they have, you know, ways that they live. And then, you know, finances come in and all of a sudden I'm jobless because of COVID. You're jobless because of COVID. And I hate this relationship. I want to try and find somebody who can support me financially. But then you go out there and you try and find that. And then you realize that you've lost a lot. And so uh, that, that, is the mis- that, 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 that is a misconception in terms of um, relationships where, you know, you think you can find something else when, they, when, when you're with someone that can grow with you. Um, you realize that this, like, yeah, um, there's actually there's actually nothing out there for you. That's that's what I realized. There's nothing, there's nothing out there for you if you're with someone who's gonna grow with you. That's so powerful. That's so powerful. And what you just said really hit me about um, 
when finances are tight and strained, you want to just find someone else who can better take care of you. And so if you're not complete within yourself, you know, if you take it more spiritually or emotionally, if you're not complete within yourself, try to find security in someone else, you know, um, but really that security needs to come from within. Um, so just to wrap it up, I like to wrap these podcasts up with more light questions. <laughs> so lighter questions, we went pretty, we went pretty deep. We went pretty abstract. I'm, I trust people listening to this really it took a lot of value from it my, i got lost in the space <laughs> while i was talking was no it was amazing it was amazing okay so um favorite ice cream flavor are you ice cream guy i'm not big on ice cream i will say it's not chocolate i'm sorry my fiance she loved chocolate. oh my god clearly <laughs> but no not chocolate for me chocolate's probably the last one something light i so light question light answer light flavor ice cream like maybe what? like vanilla maybe vanilla like maybe something like so i used to have a thing with mint chocolate chip that was just because my siblings same bro that was because my siblings didn't eat the mint chocolate chip. i'm like yes i can finally have an ice cream in the house that's not gonna go away in a day <laughs> God, yeah but yeah i mean something light you know mm-hmm. not nothing too heavy just like you know i don't want to feel like eating yeah too. uh favorite anime Unfortunately, animes are too complex. I mean, there's darker animes. Like, for every personality that we have, and we all have multiple personalities, there is something to fulfill that. For when I'm feeling analytical, there's Death Note. For when I'm feeling hopeful um, and powerful, there's Naruto on My Hero Academia. Um, I really hate One Piece, and I'm, I'm, I'm really depressed that I'm actually caught up on One Piece. <laughs> but uh and no one piece is 900 and almost a thousand episodes now and i've watched every single one since i was in middle school since i was in high school i take but it has a place in my life though even though i really hate myself for watching it every single sunday <laughs> oh today's sunday today's one piece day yeah, it is it is one piece day i don't want to say it but tonight I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna say John I fucking hate you but I'm watching this episode like uh, Ruth is gonna fall asleep Dan Dan maybe maybe Dan's gonna leave like I don't but I'm gonna find some secret place secretly watch if it's in the bathroom watch it with one eye open oh man yeah One Piece is dude it, it's crazy how it's still going actually um, last question is favorite quote I, I learned a new quote today. Yeah, we, we, we won't say we won't say that it's the favorite quote, but it's just the one that hit you. It, is it, that it, it hit me. Yes, it is. And we gotta send Devin this this podcast. The quote is, "I come as one, but I stand as ten thousand Mic drop. We'll just leave it like that. All right, sir. Thank you for coming on here. Um, one more question, just 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 one small one. Uh, favorite rap rap bar or like music or lyric like like what's one rap song that like really sticks out to you because you're the one person i know that actually listens to rap music to like for motivational purposes i mean i, I listen to it to learn from it yeah and to learn from it because there's a lot there's a lot of like one of the things a lot of people miss out on like yeah cool jay-z you know jay-z cheated on beyonce at one time or jay-z's got a lot of money he's really wealthy and i'm never gonna see all that but there's a lot of lessons that, that are being spoken in all these songs. Yeah. What's, what's one song that, that sticks out to you? 
Vic Mensa. Oh, I forgot about Vic Mensa. I bro. forgot about him too. What was it? Almost there. Almost there. Almost there. I'll listen to because that because we're all almost there. That that's a that's a beautiful analogy, and it's a beautiful sensation to tap into. Understand. Almost there. So if you're listening to this, I keep saying that you are listening to this. Um, you're almost there. Whatever it is, finances, love, abundance, creativity, purpose, happiness, almost there. Almost there. And the fact is you are there, but it's good to just say almost there because you want to keep growing in it, right? All right. So with that song coming on, we're going to enjoy Vibe. Thank you all for listening. You're all wonderful. Have a beautiful day. I love you. Bye.